Do you know what they call the last person that gets a degree from medical school? Doctor. Just say it. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast. Hey, we made it. We got in. We didn't think. We spent a week of angst. It turns out all of that angst and everybody talking about, well, what if we happens here? What if this Vanderbilt game means something? It turns out they were all wrong. We were in with the win over Texas A&M. We were in with as the last team in the field. If Just winning that game after all of the bid stealers that happened this week we were still able to get in, which tells me we were fairly securely in to begin with, even though we ended up being the last one in. Just ahead of NC State, I feel terrible for NC State. Um, they get sent home from Omaha as a COVID situation last year um, when they looked like a team that could win the national championship. And this year, they're the, the top team that did not make the field. It, it's it's pretty, pretty tough. Anyway... Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, hit the bell for notifications whenever we release a new video, which happens quite frequently. And of course, upvote the video itself. Once we hit 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, we will be doing post-game live. And we've got people committed all around. And we're going to talk about Ole Miss football for about a half hour. This over here will be a chat module. You'll be able to participate in the show um, and it is our thank you to you if you subscribe to the channel because, you know, you're the reason we do this. It's kind of cool. Anyway, Ole Miss is in, but I do not want to talk about that because I told you numerous times that um, we talk about football every day. This is going to be a heavy baseball day. But the first segment I do want to talk about, Deshaun Jerkins, defensive back out of Vanderbilt that committed to Ole Miss I guess over the weekend. And he's a good physical player. He was kind of growing up in the Vanderbilt system under Derek Mason. He did a year under Clark Lee, um, started um, several games, had several double digit tackle games. So I don't know a whole lot about this guy. This is a guy that I'm going to have to learn with you um, as it happens. Because I honestly, I did not watch that much of Andy football. Even though I am the president of the Ken Seals fan club, um, I did not watch a lot of Andy football last year. Um, Carkley and everything, Vandy made it really tough to watch. But he's transferring here as a grad transfer. As you can see here, there you go. Um, the tweet is from January 18th. Um, so he's been in the portal for quite some time. So this was all a plan. Now, at Vanderbilt, if you're going to be a grad transfer, you want to be a grad transfer. You want that diploma. So he was always going to stay and get his degree from Vanderbilt because if you go to Vanderbilt, you are not dumb and you know how much that paper is actually worth something. So you can see here, and before February 1st was the deadline to get into the portal to be eligible for immediate um, eligibility in the SEC. So you can see here that he got in in January. Also, that Florida uniform is straight fire, and the fact that they don't wear it is 
kind of upsetting. I, I, I just like the way that looks. But anyway, he's a safety. I think he's going to be a box safety guy. They're going to recruit a bunch of them. Ole Miss has Ladarius Tennyson, Ashim Young, um, Otis Reese, all those guys that play near the line of scrimmage, but they also rotate. They're interchangeable. And the reason they do that is because you don't want to point out that, okay, um, Aishim Young is over on the right side of the line, um, so they're obviously running this defense. And they want to make it less predictable, and if you have four different players that you can move around that can all essentially play each other's position, you can see how this will help you. Now, I'm pretty excited about this guy just for depth because with the tip pace and the tempo that everybody plays with, you really need a top 22. Um, you need a top 22 on the field at all times because if you don't have a two deep, they will eat you alive. It just is what it is. And it's just kind of another thing because you look at safeties and all this and you realize they're over half of our defense a 3-2-6 has to have the six the six is the defensive back so the defensive backs room is over half of the starting defense they're going to need 12 players for a solid two deep that is the reason they're going to recruit over and over again they're going to find people that can fit that role that they're looking for that position of Maybe whether it might be a box safety, but it can also cover and things like that, just so you can do things to make these spread offenses that are so dangerous a little bit susceptible. Confusion causes delay. If the quarterback knows what you're doing, the ball is going to come out quick. It's going to come out to the right guy. It's going to come out on time, and there's going to be a big play. That confusion, that little bit of delay, causes the call to ball to maybe not come out on time. Maybe it's a little early. You don't know what it's go- where it's coming from. You don't know exactly what the defense is going to look like. And that is going to help them out, especially these spread guys that are basically running RPOs all over the field. Now, the 3-2-6 is designed to put people on the field that are good athletes that can, for lack of a better word, do the stuff that's required. That is the important thing about this defense. But Deshaun Jerkins has a chance to see some playing time. He's a grad transfer. He's a one and done, you know, just like Jonathan Cruz. And we talked about the numbers, which are potentially going away. I don't know exactly when. Um, but the initials going away would be a big deal. I don't know what is happening with that. I have not heard a date. Most of the time they do that is July 1st which means the football roster doesn't have to be locked up until late August. So it would fit in that time frame, I believe. Anyway, they need to clarify there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I've told you yesterday, like I've told you for three months, if anybody says this is the way this is always done, run away quickly as possible because they haven't been following along close enough to realize that everything has changed. And it's just great. Like I said, we have an early adopter as a head coach. He is going to find a way to upgrade the roster wherever it needs to be upgraded. He obvious, obviously looked at the Deion Smith situation and saw a person at Vanderbilt decided to make a run at him because there was, there was a spot available then. So, 
like I said, we weren't exactly sure the numbers. We knew it was getting close to the end with initials, but that could be going away now. And if, when that goes away, let me understand. Let me let me teach you a little bit here. The root cause of initials going away will be the bottom part of your roster getting cut, and the transfer portal being used to replace those guys. Recruiting is going to be just like it's always been, but the bottom part of that roster is going to get cut. So what this means is the bottom of the Alabama roster are the people that if they enter the transfer portal, Ole Miss would not even take it, take them. The bottom of the Ole Miss roster um, is such that probably Southern Miss would not take it. There's probably five to ten players on the roster that have no business being there. They, they just do not. It's just whatever it is. Mis-evaluations. They get to a, um, a college environment to where they're alone and they go absolutely crazy. I don't know why it happens, but it happens. But those guys are going to make FCS teams better. The bottom 10 of the Ole Miss roster will make Jackson State better. The bottom of the Alabama roster will make Jacksonville State better. That's what I'm saying. The bottom of the FCS rosters will make North Alabama better. That is how that one is going to change because now there's an impetus to get rid of these guys. These guys might not be doing anything wrong and they're going to get their scholarship and they're going to be absolutely fine, absolutely solid citizens, but that's not going to matter anymore. What's going to matter is to have 85 players that are absolutely elite. And that is what this is going to do with the initials going away. With the initials, there are limits on what you can do. You can process these guys and get them out, but you'll be playing next year with 70 scholarships because you ran them out the door. And you're not necessarily able to replace them quickly. So, Deshaun Jerkins, um, good player. Um, Glad we got him. He's going to help us come fall. Absolutely. But when we talk about going forward is Ole Miss is in the NCAA tournament in baseball. As you can see by my jersey, um, I'm pretty fired up about that. We have Derek Vandegrift coming up a little bit later. We're going to talk all about Ole Miss baseball that gets to continue. After a week of angst of we're not going to make it, they do make it. So right here, we'll talk about that. But right now, I want to talk about our partners at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball store, scores, and fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online has, is continue, your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information and live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. You might look at it and see that Ole Miss is a 21.5 point favorite over Troy, week one. You might look at it and see that Ole Miss is projected to win 7.5 games. That's their over or under. Do you think they're going to do well? You have a chance to make some easy money there. So go to betonline.net and see exactly everything that they have. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and 
Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Audacity app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Pretty cool thing. Um... So, we made it into the tournament. As you can tell by our fun fun th- thumbnail, I enjoy doing the thumbnails, by the way. So, um, it might be a little bit crazy, might be a little bit weird, but I do enjoy doing them. So, Ole Miss made the tournament. They're the last team in. They made it. The Coral Gables Regional, they're down there. It's a three-seed against Arizona. That's a fun joke. Um, and they're in there with Miami. You're going to see probably Dylan Delicia in the first game. I'm going to talk to Derek Vandegrift in a second about all of this. But um, I think they're going to save Hunter Elliott, and hopefully they'll win that game and get Miami. And Hunter Elliott is going to pitch against um, the Hurricanes. If not, the question remains, like, do you throw Derek Diamond in the second game against the number four seed and try and make that work to get them to that first game against Miami or Arizona, whoever you would face? But, I mean, Hunter Elliott is probably the weapon of the tournament. Him and Dylan DeLucia, you need to win those first two games, I think. And then you, you know, kind of hit your way to one. I mean, that's, that's, that's the idea. Win both of those, throw Derek Diamond out there, try to hit your way to a regional championship, and then you can, um, you've got either LSU or um, USM in the Super Regional. And, I mean, that, that's a path. That's a great path. The last time Ole Miss went to Omaha, the last time Ole Miss went to Omaha, they won their regional and was matched up against a, let's say a G5 regional, and ended up going down to Louisiana and was able to win. They had 50-something wins. But them playing in Taylor Park or in that situation, if Ole Miss made the Super Regional, oh, they would bid like heck for that and try and get a, um, a super regional in Oxford, although um, the way Ole Miss has played in Oxford this year, maybe it'd be better if they lost, but that is just my opinion on all of that. But I'm pretty excited about that. I was thinking about um, my conversation to Derek with Derek today being uh, basically a an obituary. You know, what happened to this team? You know, how will they be remembered? But they were able to slip into the tournament. And because of that, they get to be the three seed that everybody does not want to play. Just period. And if Dylan Delicia throws the ball well against Arizona, they can easily win that game. And then you've got Hunter Elliott going against Miami, who's probably going to save their ace for that game. But if you can win that one to force everybody in the loser's bracket to come up and try and face you and you get to face somebody in a game three potentially a game four with that hitting, you have a chance. I, I don't want to say, you know, because Ole Miss is what they say they are. You know, they, they are what they are. They're in this position for a reason. You got swept by Alabama. Understand that. 
But this is the same lineup that basically led the SEC in hitting last year. If they get hot, if they hit the ball well in Miami, they have a chance. You have two guys. They have to win the first two games, I think, to win. But if you get Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott, and then you have a two-game stretch where you have to hit yourself to a win, I think you have a chance. But we'll see how it all plays out. First game is against Arizona. We'll figure out the times as it gets later. Um, I think that'll be Friday or Saturday. I don't know exactly when the date. It'll be on ESPN or on the app. You can watch all that. And it'll be cool. Miami has a huge history of baseball. There's a history between Ole Miss and Miami over the last 20 years. Ole Miss has, I think, played a series down there in a regional and got beat. They lost a super regional in Oxford. But Miami, I mean, they have some tradition playing baseball. And baseball is serious business down there. Do not underestimate the number of Cubans that are in South Florida. They care about baseball at Miami. So winning that game, that will be a big game. Beating Arizona and, and, and avenging that loss from last year will be a big game. This is a fun series. If Ole Miss goes two or three and they go home, okay, so busy. Like I said, they are what they are. But if they were to get hot and win a series and then have somebody like LSU or USM at Pete, Pete Taylor in the Super Regionals, have a chance there. You just won two, three against LSU. You beat Southern Miss on that field not even a month ago. But the business at hand, this game, this regional, this Arizona game is now the most important game of the season because Ole Miss really needs to win two. They need to win their first two. If they can do that, they have a chance. If they go to the loser's bracket, I don't know if there's a path. Not being negative at all what's going on, I just don't know if there's a path. You need Derek Diamond to be one of those um, two regional final games and not to be throwing Drew McDaniel or Jared Washburn or those guys. Good pitchers, but the two elite ones will be going early. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what they do. But anyway, we've got Derek um, Vandy Griff coming up in just a second. We're going to talk all about this series, this regional. Um, talk about Arizona. We'll talk about Miami. Um, and I think it was at Kinesis. Um, not sure who Miami plays, who the four seed is in the bracket. Um, but we'll talk all about that. All right, thanks for making the Locked on Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Do not forget to rate and review us on iTunes. You can say whatever you want to say. Just give us a five-star review. You can talk like I don't know what I'm talking about. That is absolutely fine. In fact, it's encouraged. You can talk about how my guest, like the one we have coming up right now, is going to be really good. Right there. There he is right there. Derek Vandy Griff joins us to talk all about um, the big news of the day with Ole Miss getting into the NCAA tournament. But anyway, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, so, Derek, I did a little piece where I just talked a little bit about Ole Miss getting in, and it just appears to me that all of the angst that everybody had for 
I guess since last Saturday, since Ole Miss beat um, Texas A&M, mm-hmm. or, or last Friday, I should say, it, it was just all wasted. Everybody just had angst. This was not going to be enough. This was this was going yeah. to go wrong. This was going to be terrible. What happened, man? Uh, well, you know, I kind of shared that sentiment going into Sunday. You know, seeing all these conference tournaments you saw, and. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a record number of bid stealers, you know. I mean, you see uh, uh, Grand Canyon, that was one that we were really worried about. And then uh, Alabama, of course, and then Tennessee making the run that they did. Uh, and, you know, you kind of wondered if our RPI would be good enough. You know, you saw it slip down to like 41, 42, something like that uh, early Sunday. And then, you know, we look up. Monday morning, and we're back up to 37 or 38, whatever it was, uh, which quite frankly brings me back to a couple weeks ago, the conversation we had about canceling that Arkansas State game, right? You know, to save that RPI, you know, if we ended up playing that, we're probably about 41, 42, maybe even 43, and Arkansas or uh, North Carolina State might have gotten in over us after that. Uh, so that that was a good call doing that. Uh, I, I personally was shocked. I, I didn't think going into Monday that that we had a shot at getting in. Nobody even had us in the last four out, which really started to concern me. But I kept looking at that RPI, the way that it kind of climbed back up into those high 30s as the conference tournament started winding down. I just kept feeling good about us getting in, but nobody else seemed to. So I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that we're going to Coral Gables. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that regional. Miami, obviously the host. Um, Arizona, the two seed. We're the three, and Canisius is the four. Yeah. I do not know much about Canisius, but Arizona now, and Miami kind of piques my interest a little bit. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you you talk about old wounds for Ole Miss fans. You know, I was I was at the, that Miami regional in, or uh, super regional in Oxford, you know, when they had Jamil Weeks when he just went all Barry Bonds on us and looked like the best player you'd ever seen in your entire life. I mean, he, he hit, he ran, he knocked it out of the park. He was incredible. Uh, so I was I was at that one, and of course last year the Super Regional against Arizona was was obviously a tough one to take. Uh, so yeah, these are two teams that's put put us out in Super Regionals and has kept Mike from getting to Omaha when he was just one win away. And uh, so this be some good time for some revenge. Uh, Arizona obviously a lot different team, you know they don't have Barry there, you know the coaches over at LSU, but they they still hit a lot, you know they they've got uh, three guys with with double-digit home runs. Uh, Daniel Susack, I'm sure you remember him from last year. You know, he's he was that freshman catcher that just absolutely killed us, and he, he hadn't done anything to to slow down this year. He's sitting 367 with 12 home runs this year. You know, I mean, he's he's hitting it real well. Uh, Tanner O'Tramba, 351, 10 home runs. I mean, they've they got bats up and down that lineup still, even after the mass exodus with Jay Johnson and Barry and all that. Uh, so it's going to be a tough game for us. Uh, I think we still throw to Lucia because you got to get that first win, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, even with that Miami game looming on Saturday or Friday, however it's lined up, I hadn't seen that yet. But uh, but you know you'll you'll throw Elliott against Miami if you're able to get through uh, through Arizona. So you you throw your best out there and you try to get the game too. And then if you end up getting to Sunday with without a loss, you know that's that's kind of our path to winning these these regionals and super regionals and stuff like that. You know, it's it's got to be really clean. Our our first two guys have got to be really good, and, and those are the games we've got to win. And this is this is the time for the offense to finally step up. You know, we've talked about it all year. You know, backs against the wall. We talked about it against Arkansas, how they couldn't get it done. 
uh, and, and we kind of thought the season was over then. And then against Missouri and LSU, they kind of showed up and they got us back in the fight. And, you know, A&M, they did fine. You know, you kind of had that feeling on that Friday and Saturday that they would still be able to make a run. Uh, they never were. And then it gets Vandy, you know, kind of the same thing, which they threw basically their ace against us and he shut us down. That was a tough one. But, uh, but yeah, this is time for the offense to kind of show up and kind of carry us through. This is kind of what we've talked about all year long. If we get into a regional, we have the kind of offense that can bash us through it if we need to. And, you know, it's about time for those guys to step up. And, and honestly, I think they will. You know, we've, we've talked about it a lot. If we ever got into a regional, it would be a nightmare for, for some folks. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, we get into a regional that – it's just been nightmares for us when you talk about Miami and Arizona and the pain they've caused us. Uh, so it's time for a little bit of payback for the Rebels, and I'm really excited to see them get down there and play. Yeah, I talked um, a little bit last segment um, about our path to get through, and it was going 2-0 and and just go from oh. there. Get to 2-0, and yeah. go from there. Because at that point, our bats have to pick it up. Um, Derek Diamond and yeah. all that, he's going to be good. He's going to do – but everybody knows the routine. So – yeah. We just we're going to have to hit our way to a win about that. But beat Arizona, beat Miami, and then And then I'm, you figure I'm, it out. Yeah, you figure it out. But if you can get through this regional, this is the thing yeah. that people don't understand. You have a number two seed in LSU that you just took three from. You have a Southern yeah. Miss team that you have just beaten in that stadium. Yeah. And they're there's going to be people say, if we can just get out of this regional, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually had this conversation earlier today. As soon as I saw the way it broke down, we were matched up with Hattiesburg. You know, I mean, we've we've beaten Southern Miss. You know, we've, we've gone to Baton Rouge and we've taken three games there. You know, we know we can beat those teams. we we got to get out of this regional. And, you know, if it's in Hattiesburg, great. If it's in Baton Rouge, then great. Uh, you know, I've. I feel good about our chances against either one of those teams. You know, uh, the Mike Bianco Super Regional curse, just throw that out the window. If we get there, I'm telling you, we're making it to Omaha this year. Get out of Coral Gables, and we're making our second appearance in Omaha. I, I can about guarantee that. All right. We're just going to put some breaking news out there on you for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah it, 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 yeah, it it does set up favorably, and it's kind of funny that I thought, well, if Ole Miss makes it to the Super Regional, let's say LSU is the other team to come out, Alex Box yeah. and um, Ole Miss and LSU are going to probably bid like crazy for that game because Ole Miss and yeah. LSU in a Super yeah. Regional yeah. would be absolutely nuts. If Southern gets it, Southern's going to host it. But, um, well, yeah, yeah it, it would be interesting because LSU is not a sure thing to lose that Regional. They have They have the guys to come through there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like our path. If we get to 2-0, and you know, we're talking about bashing our way to a, to a regional win. You know, well, LSU's going to go in there, and they're just going to try to bash their way through Hattiesburg from Thursday, Friday, whichever day they start until it's over with. You know, they they got Barry back now, who is an incredible hitter, maybe the best in the entire country. You know, I mean, he's he's really good. That that lineup, top to bottom, Dylan Cruz, you know, he's, he's one of the best young players in the entire country. I mean, they're – they're very, very good. Uh, but, like I said, if we can get out of the Coral Gables Regional and, Lord, if somehow we end up going to Hattiesburg for a Super Regional, may God have mercy on the state of Mississippi because this place is going to go nuts. They absolutely hate us down there. And you know we're going to travel as much as we're allotted to and we're going to fill that stadium up as much as they'll allow us to. 
and it's going to be an absolutely insane scene down in Hasburg if we're able to get to that point. Yeah, that would be absolutely nuts because there is a real people don't realize there is a relationship with Southern Miss, and it's because we haven't yeah. played them in football since 1984. We played them in basketball and baseball, so this is where they get their druthers. This is yeah. everything, yeah. and and because of that, they blame us now. Back in the day, Johnny Vault opened up M.M. Roberts Stadium at Southern Miss, mm-hmm. did them a, did them a solid. It, you, yeah. Ole Miss and Southern used to have a fairly cordial relationship. But after, it's, let's see, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, Bobby, the football coach that went to SMU. Bobby Hall? No, 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 like Bobby Thomas, Bobby. Anyway, he was the coach that went to SMU when I got the death penalty. He came there oh, from Southern Miss. Yeah. Um, he had the Reggie Collier, the um, Sammy Winders, those people, that's up, that class. That era was the equivalent of the Dan Mullen era for Mississippi State. The animosity yeah. towards Ole Miss just, just completely peaked. And yeah. they hit that crescendo in the in Veteran Stadium in 1984 when the only good thing that happened for Ole Miss was Bill Smith hit a 92-yard punt. <laughs> yeah yeah like like i said there there's definitely some animosity between the two schools you know kind of, kind of like you said mainly baseball you know we we do play them in basketball here and there but baseball is where they think they're going to make their hay against us you know it's always the world series when old miss either rolls into town or they come into oxford you know it's the biggest game of the year for them uh it's kind of like memphis football whenever we roll into the liberty bowl up there you know you you know you're going to get their best shot and uh and that's fine. I, I want their best shot, you know. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be good enough. When we roll into Hattiesburg after we take care of business in Coral Gables Regional, uh, you know, we're we're going to go down there and we're going to take care of business down there. Just just like Tim Elko tweeted out right right after we'd made a regional, you know, don't let the Rebels get hot. Don't let them get hot. Because you know if they get hot, there's not a whole hell of a lot you're going to be able to do about it. Well, yeah, they got hot at the end of the season and was just hot enough to make it into the dance. And that's now all they, that matters. Yeah, yeah. Now they need three wins. That's it. Three wins. That's all you got to go get three wins this weekend, then turn around and go get two the following weekend, and then you can pack your bags and head to Omaha, Nebraska. All right, Derek, man, I appreciate you coming by. Um, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. Now you make your second listen, Locked On NBA Big Board podcast with Raphael Barlow, Richard Strayman, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tholen. Give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow the Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Audacity app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Derek, man, we get to do it again. We're going to do it next week, and hopefully we'll do it after a Super Regional, and we'll take all of this all the way up until the end of June. Yeah, well, it's kind of like I told you last week. I can't wait to keep doing this every week until we're in Omaha. There's there's not a doubt in my mind. This, this team's going to get it done for us. They're about to get hot. All right, buddy. Um, I'll talk to you next week, man. All right, man. Hi, Toddy. Hi, Toddy.